Hey friends, welcome to Tuesday's episode of Enough for Today for May the 23rd. Thanks for joining me. We're in Psalm 78. This is the second longest psalm. It's a historical retelling of the history of the nation of Israel. And it's especially an indictment. It's, I think it's written from the perspective of the southern kingdom, talking about the rebellion of the northern kingdom, talking about the rebellion and the murmuring of the people historically. And it's designed to teach the next generation to hold on to God and to trust his works and hold on to his word and to uh, remember him and to walk through life with him. So that's the purpose of this psalm. And it is a full 72 verses, and we're coming today into verse 43, so we've passed the midway point. We we left off yesterday with the retelling of they provoked him, they grieved him, verse 40, verse 41, they turned back, they tempted God, they limited the Holy One of Israel. That phrase scares me, I'll tell you why. I just wonder, how many times have I put limitations on God in my life? I think back over the last 46 years of walking with Jesus and growing up in uh, church life and then in ministry and family life. And I think, how many times have I taken matters into my own hands? How many times have I not put on Jesus or, or given him the problems or the burdens or the challenges? How many times has my fear held me back from doing what he's calling me to do? And when I am not willing to trust him, I'm limiting him. How many times have I not given what he wanted me to give? How many times have I not gone where he wanted me to go? How many times have I not spoken up when he wanted me to speak up? How many times have I not stepped out in faith and done what he called me to do? And in those moments, my friend, it we're limiting what God would have done. You say, well, God's sovereign and providential and all-powerful, and he's, his will is going to be accomplished with or without me. Yes and no, <laughs> okay? I mean, yes in the sense that in the grand scheme of things, he, he's going to accomplish his purposes, but he wants to use me and you. And he wants to do some things that within the bounds of his sovereignty, within the bounds of his providence, He has allowed our prayer life, our faith, our trust to make a difference, to have an impact. There's this moment in the life of Jesus where he goes into Nazareth and he he intended to do miracles, but the people rejected him, wanted to kill him, and he escaped. And the Bible says that he marveled at their unbelief. And because of their unbelief, he could do there no mighty work. Now, this is amazing. The implication is very clear that he went to Nazareth to do mighty work. That was his will. That was his intention. He was planning to do a mighty work, but he was met with unbelief that prevented. Now, can we really prevent God? Only if he allows us to prevent him okay in other words it's he's we're not more powerful than him that's not what i'm saying and that's not what that's not how it's built it's not that you're you and i are so powerful that we can limit god it's that in god's construct in his providential construct he he has allowed you and i a space to dwell in which our faith releases him to do what he wants to do in our lives or our disobedience or lack of faith Uh, prevents him 
from doing what he would have done. And in that space, one day we will give an account. Our lives, we will, uh, we, our salvation is not dependent on our performance, but we will stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ and our lives will be tested and tried by fire. And we know that the gold, silver, and precious stones will remain and the wood, hay, and stubble will be consumed. What is the wood, hay, and stubble? It's, it's, all, the, it's all the dross, it's all the waste, it's all the, it's all the ways we did not s- step into, lean into the honoring of God, the obedience of God, the following of Jesus in our lives. And in all those ways, it could be said we will have limited him. We will have uh, not allowed him to do the work that he wanted to do. Now, I'm going to pause here today, my friend, because I didn't mean to go down this road, but it's worth taking a few minutes to think about the idea of limiting the Holy One of Israel. They provoked him. They grieved him. Bible, the New Testament brings that forward and says, um, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Quench not the Spirit. It's the same idea of, of quenching the work that God would do, grieving the Spirit of God and not allowing the Spirit to fill me and control me and use me and lead me every moment of every day. Uh, they turned back and they tempted him. They taunted him. They tried to exploit him. And in so doing, they limited him. My friend, today, ask God to help you go where he wants you to go, do what he wants you to do, give what he wants you to give, say what he wants you to say, live out his purposes in your life in faith and a loving obedience and ask the Lord to help you not limit him in what he wants to do um, because he has some good purposes and beautiful things to unfold in all of our lives. Think about these things. We'll pick it up tomorrow again in verse 30, 43. Have a great Tuesday. <laughs>